Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about ham radio and other things. Even when we're sick. So let's get started, shall we? As hinted uh, from Leia, we both have colds. I want everybody to thank Josh for his commitment to recording a podcast every week, even... We skipped the the normal release day, so we apologize, but we're committed. We must move forward. Well, one of us is committed. That's true, and I'm also <laughs> good at dragging you along, I guess. So uh, thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we'd like to start the podcast off with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today, this is kind of just a FYI to everybody, a FY, if you, if you will. Elacraft, right? The Elacraft Company. Makers of KX2. Makers of the KX2. A, a very good QRP radio. For the longest time, I have said, I'm not the biggest fan of the KX2. Would you feel differently if they called it a KX2? That does help. So, <laughs> I do feel slightly better about that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kid tested, parent approved right. twice. Edison hates it, though. Yeah. <laughs> So my issue with the radio is nothing to do with the performance of the radio, the form factor, anything like that. My problem is I showed you the first time you saw it. It's a nice size radio, but you have to like open the body of it up mm -hmm. to get the battery out. Yeah, that's the most efficient way to handle battery management. Wait, wait in, it's, a, it's, a, it's a radio that's encouraging you to take it into the field. Yeah. You know what's a really good idea is just bare circuit boards in the field. <laughs> yeah. Like with, with dirt and like And like definitely you want loose screws. Yeah, and the like screws are literally is... can just fall and be gone forever. Yeah, right. this is exactly what you want in a scenario where there may be things on the ground mm -hmm. from nature mm -hmm. and that can easily cover up screws. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I was thankful enough that I got an early whiff that Elacraft is releasing. A Kicks 3? No. Oh. But a way to... <clears throat> change the power input for the kx2 so that you can charge it externally mm. you no longer have to open the charging door or the the, the whole body of how it. long did it take them to do this how old is the kicks uh, it's like four or five years old now oh my yeah God. so i got i got one it's coming to me i will install it and i'll let everybody know how it goes but i'm i'm really excited about that so that'll make it again a radio that i will feel good about taking in the field that I can always have, and that's the that's the other cool thing about the radio. If you have a spare battery along with you, you can just plug the spare battery into the external power port, and it'll run off that external battery and avoid using the internal battery. So, great. I don't know what this whole fix is going to look like, and I know you have to solder some parts on the radio. Like, the kit actually comes with wires that you have to solder in place. So, I don't know what to expect. That's, you know, how convenient. <laughs> I don't know what to expect, but I'm I'm very excited about it. So I'll I'll keep everybody posted. I'm sure I'll make a video and whatnot on it. But I, I'm excited because I was about to sell my KX2. I was at the point where I'm like, I'm done. With I'm just case. not gonna. I'm not gonna. This is not use Josh it. approved. I'm not gonna use it if I have to mess around with this battery. But now that we can just lock it away inside the case where it should be, I'm I'm much better uh, for that. So yeah, yeah. Right. I called this week's ham radio minute KX2 upgrade after how many years? Require soldering. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that bad. It's going to be an easy fix. Leia, would you like to take a test? Not really. 
<laughs> I would like to test how comfortable my bed is. <laughs> mm. All in due time. But I'm on question 24 of 35. Yes. And, you know, we're just going to rapid fire these. Ready? Which of the following phone emissions uses the narrowest bandwidth? A, phase modulation. B, frequency modulation. C, double sideband. Oh, C, double sideband. D, single sideband. It's single sideband. I got that right. Good. What standing wave ratio will result when connecting a 50-ohm feed line to a non-reactive load having 50-ohm impedance? A, 0 to 0. B, 2 to 1. C, 50 to 50. D, 1 to 1. I selected D one to one. That was correct. Yes. Which of the following could be a cause for interference covering a wide range of frequencies? Okay. A not using a ballon or line isolator to feed balanced antennas. B using a ballon to feed an unbalanced antenna. C lack of rectification of the transmitter signal in power conductors. D arching at poor electrical connection. And I got that wrong. The answer is ar arcing. 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 Arching. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they make an arch. Arcing at a poor electrical connection. I'm sure if you had got arcing, you would have mm -hmm. maybe got mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's it's literally arcing the, the you know, the connection, the yeah. electrical connection. That makes sense. Loops. Yeah, that creates, that is literally interference. You know what's funny mm -hmm. is uh, one of our locations didn't have phone or internet <laughs> mm -hmm. for like three days. <laughs> And so I go out to meet with the tech when he goes out there and he's like, okay, yeah, plugs into this box. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, there's a problem with the line, like 572 feet from here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, like your job must have been really hard before this machine, right? <laughs> like <laughs> well, We had a ferret. <laughs> And he and he looked at me. He's like, "It's still pretty hard." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, you got to go out there. I get that, man." <laughs> but like, you have this particular app. You have you have circumvented has improved great. a lot. <laughs> so it's like a break in the line. We used to have some causing mm -hmm. arcing. Yes, <laughs> yes. We used to have tone boxes where uh -huh. you put um you'd go to two ends of like a Cat Five cable mm -hmm. and you'd put a box on one end. Yeah, and then you'd have another box and you'd touch the different. You know, the little copper pieces, the little gold plated uh -huh. pieces, you touch each one of those and it would tone if there was a through connection called a tone box. And if you touched one and it didn't tone, you know that that run, mm -hmm. you don't know where. So you just got to replace the whole line. Basically. Yeah. yeah. You start end up like continuing to ratchet down until you find the, the jumper or lead that that's, has the problem. Turns out we had to wait for a bucket guy to come out. A bucket guy. Yeah. <laughs> He was like five cities away. <laughs> the bucket man. Yeah. So I had to be high up, right? Now, did he did he call him the bucket guy? Yeah. Or did he say, I need the cherry picker? He said the bucket guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I said cherry picker when I told you the story. Ah. Because I know what a cherry picker is. Right. But he called him the bucket guy. And I'm like, I have some Home Depot buckets. <laughs> I mean, I'm How a girl. How many do you want? <laughs> I'm a bucket lady. How do you use the bucket? <laughs> like, it's, well, we, we stand on them. <laughs> I need 50 of them. <laughs> what was that? Um, the hood challenge where they would climb up the milk, crate, milk crates? Death. What was that called? <laughs> that, was, that was death. <laughs> okay. It was, it was like Squid Game. 
but like the hood version. Uh, hood games. Hood games. And they, they Do you know how slippery those milk crates are? Dude, and it was a pyramid and the, the center one was usually like five or six milk crates up. Uh, and people were just they were dying because eating it, they eating weren't it. they weren't just going from that high to ground. They were inevitably like just crippling their back on one of the milk crates. Yeah, yeah, they fell over. Yeah, absolutely. Right, they land on Yeah, they created a bed of milk crates. <laughs> right. And those are all just corners and edges. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, fun fact about milk crates, they are actually ideal, like in size, for storing vinyls. Yes. Yeah. Second uh, hot tip, the milk crates that have the metal band on the top mm -hmm. are the best ones because that, store, that holds its shape the best. Uh -huh. If you end up stacking them vertically, Ooh. the weight won't cause them to deform and press down on top of the vinyl. That That's uh, Darren taught me that. Wow, they don't even make those anymore, I don't think. What? Yeah, I don't think they make them anymore. Really? Like milk crates are as cheap as possible and then for businesses, they have to like basically like swap them out mm -hmm. and if you don't return them on the next one, mm -hmm. they charge you. Wow. For a subpar milk crate. Doesn't even have a band anymore. That's trash. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which of the following is the primary reason for not replacing a gasoline field generator inside an occupied area? A, danger of carbon monoxide poisoning. B, danger of engine overtorque. C, lack of nitrogen for adequate combustion. D, lack of oxygen for adequate combustion. And the answer is A, danger of carbon monoxide poisoning. Ah, uh, yes. That was my last question. It is. Yeah. Which ionospheric layer is the most absorbent of skip uh, long skip signals during daylight hours on frequencies below 10 megahertz? A, the F layer, B, the E layer, C, the D layer, D, the F1 layer. Uh, the D layer. That's correct. Did you? I got it. You got it? Yeah, we're good. You got four out of five correct. <laughs> Boom. Do you think maybe you're <laughs> overthinking things? <laughs> Or was it the half a bottle of Tussin you did before we started? <laughs> what do you think that was? Hey, VEs, is it okay if I just take a couple shots before the test? <laughs> like, is it okay if I speed run the test? <laughs> trying to beat my personal best. No, I haven't looked at any of the questions. I'm just trying to go as fast as possible. <laughs> I will take this moment because we started off, and, and again, we're both sick. I thought it might be kind of interesting to catch people up on my dad. Oh. <laughs> Condolences to everybody with VA care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Press F in the chat. Okay. My dad, again, to catch everybody up if you don't remember, was chasing 71 years old. Tag. Chasing, ta playing tag. With a six-year-old like and a nine-year-old. Like when you say, there's like a fundamental difference between saying that that somebody was playing tag with the kids mm -hmm. and somebody was chasing the kids. Yeah, okay. okay, this is very different things. And I think like addiction, okay, word choice matters. Okay, playing tag, <laughs> but was chasing. The the ma maximum intensity in all cases, right? However you consider that. <laughs> Ate it. Fell on his left shoulder area. He said he heard a pop. Was no longer able to move his arm. He cut himself up a couple of places. We took him to the VA. This is the day after Christmas. Yes. So technically a holiday. Technically a holiday. Yeah. 
regardless, the VA gave us good service when we were there. Yes. They put the splint on. X-rayed his they arm. They gave him X-rays. I think they said, did like four X-rays. And they said, within five days, the orthopedic specialist will be in contact. Yeah, mentioned something about maybe needing surgery. Just a uh, under-the-breath comment. Yeah. About potential surgery. Yeah. I will note that you are lying about them giving you excellent service when you were there because they didn't put in the order for the orthopedic specialist. That was behind the scenes. And a five-day wait okay. turned into a two-week wait. Yes. So fifth day rolls around. We and Leia ends up being the one that lo- breaks the log jams in many of the situations with our family. Yeah. I was totally respectful when I did it, too. She called in. <laughs> To the VA and a couple, Loma Linda and Long Beach, because apparently they don't have computer connection between those. Two. I talk, They do, but it's in a different menu that nobody looks at. Like it's in a totally different system. They're not integrated. Fantastic. This Non-integrated is, system. This is not Kaiser. Horrible. You know. So we end up getting back from the VA eventually that the earliest he can get in to see a specialist is the 13th. That's today. That's today. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. We should have watched some scary movies today. We should have. We could stop right now. No. Okay. And go watch Glass Onion. Yeah. <laughs> that was my homework assignment. I'm, I'm two, two weeks late on the after chat with watching Glass Onion. Mm. So he went today. My sister took him. You sent my sister a long list of questions. If he has to wear a cast, how long? Does he yeah. have to have surgery? You know, what are the yeah, blah, 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 Make sure blah. You, you get the MRI to S- check for soft tissue damage. Send us a copy of the x-rays. Get a copy of the x-rays, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So they send you. My sister takes mm-hmm. a picture with her phone of the x-ray. It's from today. And then tells us that no damage. No break. No No fracture. No fracture. There's no broken arm here. There's no broken arm. Meaning this man has been... Wolverine. Splinted, yes. (laughs) Subplot. (laughs) We we might have superpowers in our our gene pool. Uh, That explains Edison. That explains Edison. (laughs) That's a supervillain origin story. So it turns out no broken arm at all. And we've just had this man splinted for two weeks, over you know two weeks. That's also amazing. I've never had a broken bone in my body. I think you don't put yourself in places where you will break bones. Sure. sure I think you're very cautious. I've jumped out of a plane. Uh, I, I think that that's very safe. I've gone snowboarding. One time. Multiple times. Oh, multiple times. Yeah. You were literally the person that if you don't learn, you get the, the next lesson. So for I free. got lots of lessons for free. <laughs> yes. So you never made it past the, the bunny slope. I did not. Yeah. So that's yeah. the bunny slope is a very I have sprained my ankle many times. Okay. Um, but never broken a bone. So anyway, we wanted to catch you up. That's the whole story as we see fit. He was very happy. He took a shower. Not like right, a sponge he bath. Was splinted. A, a full up shower. Yeah. He's on the mend. Feeling so, good. Feeling good in the neighborhood. So a reminder for everybody studying along with Leia while you take your test. We love hamstudy.org. It's the best way to take a couple of practice tests and know where you suck. <laughs> and then you can focus on those areas to get better. So you don't suck so as much. So you don't suck as much. Yeah. And that's you, suckage management. That's yeah. that's right. <laughs> and you could take Leia's tactic today and just uh, speed run <laughs> many practice tests. And then you can get a really fast uh, readout on... Mm. 
where you potentially suck the most. Will only work if you had some Robitussin before, though. That is, uh, we don't want to recommend <laughs> recreational. We can't recommend recreational Tussin or Ephenetrine, Ephenetrine use. You still haven't tried it, so I don't know that. <laughs> I, I trust the <laughs> I internet think. stories that I've I heard. I, I don't need to go any further. I mean... You're going to listen to Dr. Google on this one? Come on. No, I'll, I'll listen to the firsthand knowledge of people who did it. They're like, I thought I was going to die for 30 minutes. I mean. My heart was beating out of my chest. We also highly recommend the Gordon West Ham Radio Prep books. And we have links to them in the show notes. It is to Amazon, the Amazon Play Store or Playlist, Amazon Store, whatever the heck you want to call it. It is an affiliate link, so we do get a little bit of the action if you buy from there. So thanks for doing that. And if you are an audiobook type person, as I am, I personally recommend the fast track to your ham radio license books that are available on Audible, Technician, General, and Extra, your choice. And if you use the link in the description or the show notes that we provide, you'll get one book for free. That is free for the entirety of you having that Audible account. Even if you cancel at the end of the month or whatever, you get to keep that book. So you could hypothetically cancel your... Uh, your audible use the book get your license and then hey maybe later come back to audible or maybe later end up getting another free book i don't know how that all goes but yeah anyway it's a year oh one year there you go yeah. so join the conversation by leaving a review on the apple podcast for the ham radio crash course podcast and or emailing us at leia at hamtactical.com leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the ham radio crash course reach more hams and the ham curious and we appreciate it i mean we love it there is a link in the show notes too if you want to it's like probably the only reason we're recording right now for yeah that's true <laughs> and Leia, we, we do have one review i hope it's good it's from w if it's not if it's not good i'm gonna get up and go to bed <laughs> <laughs> it's from wc6q hey and thanks. and they write it's decent Oh, now this okay. was this was written on the seventh, so I think this qualifies as this week. But then, as I'm reading it, I get more confused. So, so I will I will read. I binged about six episodes or so recently, and see, you have made some changes. I love the new tweaks. Imagine my horror when you read my last review while I'm liking the new changes. <laughs> Palms forehead. Keep it up. I appreciate both your time and work into this podcast. Happy New Year in 73. So I believe. Well, thank you. I believe that uh, individual is the one who gave us the, the three star review. Oh, OK. And uh, we have we have since changed the format and tightened things up a little bit, all at right. least to the point where, you know, if you want to uh, stick around for the emails that they're at the end. But we right. get all the, the show topics, all the special segments of the podcast out of the way in the beginning. And so, uh, so yeah, there you go. Are you well, ready? Thanks for the review. Thank you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into Are the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall fear no Let's man go. of peace. One go. foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Indeed. Leah, what do you got for us this week? Um, you know, nothing. Nothing other than my new obsession of how to get covert chickens. That's what? <laughs> the rising egg prices uh, have yes. really convinced me that it's none of the government's business 
whether or not I have chickens in my backyard. Okay. And uh, the problem is they make noise. I mean, do they all make noise? Yeah. Like, is there like a quieter breed of chicken? Particularly when they're like laying an egg too. They get all loud. I mean, is it possible people could just think that it's our kids making those sounds? <laughs> I mean, maybe if we do a little conditioning of the neighbors. Like have know. the kids like every, you know, every hour or so go outside and make a clucking sounds. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, you know what? We should make the clucking sounds so <laughs> consistently and then ask one of our neighbors to call animal control on us so that they show up. And uh -huh. we're like, we don't got chicken. Oh, we just have kids. This is my son. Really likes to make chicken sounds. My bad. And he goes, <laughs> I'm a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then when they get another call, they'll be like, oh, no, no, that's that's just a kid. There's no chicken there. No, no need to. The conditioning that yes. this is a long, the first thing you do. So the first thing you do, this is a Simpsons bit, too. Yeah. What? Like uh, where uh, Homer got hypnotized. And he believes he's a chicken. No, I don't want the kids to actually believe they're chickens. No, I know, but that's when I said, I'm a chicken. Like, that just reminded me of The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. The Simpsons really have done it all. Um, so I have a few barriers to being more self-sufficient. in uh... Mainly land. No, mainly you. I'm the barrier? Yeah, you don't want me to have chickens. I... <laughs> You're such a chickenator. A chickenator? <laughs> I'm a chickenator? A chickenator. I am here to, to kill all the chicken. I've been sent from the future to find one chicken. Sarah Cornish Red Hen. Sarah Con... Cornish. Cornish. Hen. Listen, how do I hide my suburban chicken coop? You can't hide from me. <laughs> I'm the chickenator. So, like, I think I just need a house and a chicken run. What? You know? Like, just a little chicken coop. We got to race the chickens? <laughs> no, but with, like, an outdoor run, you know? Okay. I think I think this is doable. And like if we raise them from chicks, right? Mm -hmm. They'll love us. So they'll give us more eggs. I think this is <laughs> I'm thinking about getting silkies. <laughs> no. But then I recently heard about chicken math. So <laughs> that's where now we got to get tutoring for the chickens? Well, see, you get, like, one chicken, and then you're like, oh, this chicken is a little lonely. They're mm -hmm. social animals. So you right. get a second chicken. Right. But then when you go to get the second chicken egg, there's a different variety of chickens you don't have. So then you've got to get two of those because you don't want those to be lonely. 
<laughs> and you don't want it to be like two on one, like two breeds against one. Because they're so racist. Yes. Yeah, so Chickens are well known. So that you, then you're at four, mm-hmm. right? And then maybe one day you forget to go get your eggs for like a month. And then now you have more chicks. <laughs> well, you don't have a rooster. This is a good point. So I, I think I'm going to go to the feed store. I don't think you're getting chickens. Do you see? I knew you were such a chicken hater. I'm a chicken hater. <laughs> I just, it's not okay in the city. I don't need to draw more heat from the city. What heat? What heat from the city? I don't know, man. I just always figure I'm on their list somehow. I mean, I guess one day somebody that, that I don't like will be in office isn't that now (laughs) isn't that already now ah but see what i already know is that the person that i don't like Mm -hmm. has a best friend Mm -hmm. who has chickens in the city so i i'll just i'll be like you come for my chickens i'm coming for her chickens (laughs) that's the great chicken war oddly enough this is one of those things where like much much like when we hit drought (laughs) the whole grass green grass laws disappear in california Uh uh-huh one could argue that we are almost at that precipice with egg prices yeah that you could just say reasonable it's unreasonable for there to be anti-chicken laws with egg prices being as as they are exactly I don't have a problem with chicken. I'm, I'm I, with you. It's, I just it's chicken time. <laughs> That's <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm this ready. Is, this feels like a Chick Fil A ad. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, that's my preparedness corner. We're getting chickens. <laughs> maybe you could go have like just a, a very energetic, maybe Tussin fueled rant at open mic night at the uh, council meeting. <laughs> open mic night. <laughs> that's what I call it. Every what do you meeting get, five minutes? has like an open comment. What do you get, like five minutes when you go up there? Sure. So it's a, it's a tight five of just yeah. pure nonsense. <laughs> It'd be like, listen. <laughs> Linda, listen. <laughs> Linda, listen. <laughs> listen, Linda, listen. Because there's Linda. <laughs> She's, really on the She's on the council. Illustrious council members. Uh I I would like to tell you about a problem. No, you gotta have like it's almost a dollar an egg. The- <laughs> <laughs> how, can, how can one survive when you can get a chicken? To give you one for free. You're like, listen, Linda, every day. Listen, Linda, you know, Tortantalong prices have gone through the roof. <laughs> this is unreasonable. I. So what? <laughs> Tortantalong is a eggplant, eggplant omelet. <laughs> omelet. For those that don't know, I just dropped a Filipino dish. I introduced you to what we do in the dark, or uh, what we, the vampire show, okay. right? And there's a multiple scenes where they go to the city council meeting. Yes. And the open mic segment is just nonsense. Just everybody talking about zoning rules for businesses. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. Because once that came up, Leia was just, you started dying. You're like, this is like literally what the be- happens. The best thing that you can do to get anything done in the city 
is tell no one. <laughs> because inevitably, no matter how good your idea is, somebody hates it. Yeah. And, and I, I love that I keep screwing up the name of this. Like on the after chat, I got called out. I called it. I said it like what we do in the night, what we, what do, we in do in the dark. The dark. It's, it's called what we do in the shadows. It's not even... <laughs> I'm just crazy making up nonsense. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the energy vampire is the one that takes them to the city council. Yes. Which is just the <laughs> most <laughs> funniest thing. The energy vampire is the best character in that whole show. Oh, it's so funny. So I can't go to public comments to do this. Because then they'll know. Yes. Inevitably, somebody will be like, I don't want chickens next door to my house. Like, Fine. Just don't look. What are you doing looking over my wall anyway? Creeper guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I come up after you and you're like, we need to abolish antenna height restrictions. <laughs> what do you hate more, antenna heights or chickens? It's like we give them, we give them something they hate that's, more. That's Everybody our... forgets about the chicken. <laughs> oh, my God. That's our Bring date. price down. We get a, a babysitter for the kids. That's our date night. <laughs> That's... It's just social contracting. <laughs> the entirety of the populace of, of wackadoos that go to the council <laughs> meeting. I, I'll just, I'll get together mm-hmm. all of the people who also want chickens in the city. <laughs> and then you all go and up, we, yes. make an impassioned uh, yes. discussion with yes. lots of good points. And then I'll go up and be like, I'm uh, I'm here to talk about the importance of emer- emergency communication. Emer- communication. Emer- emergency communication. Emergency communications. I'm a ham radio operator, <laughs> and I want a hundred foot tower in our city. Let me tell you how this helps you. <laughs> One, I get a bigger antenna. <laughs> Two, you don't have to hear from me again. I get a bigger radio. <laughs> And then you, you never see me again. I'm going to solve your problem that I created. <laughs> but also, I will come back and use my full five minutes <laughs> every week. Every week. <laughs> Until someone finally listens to me. About the importance of emergency communications. Mm-hmm. Who's on cert? You're on cert. You're on cert. You're on cert. I've seen some of these faces before. <laughs> some of you here even own Balfangs. <laughs> How would you like a hundred foot antenna on your radio? <laughs> All right. So we're still in the preparedness corner. Chicken chat? What are we doing? <laughs> Suburban chickens. Make it happen. So <laughs> That's... That was the whole discussion? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, coming soon to to you all, there has been oh my god. Where do we stop? Where do we if you can have rabbits, mm-hmm. if you can raise rabbits, why can't you raise chickens? Rabbits make no noise unless they're being murdered. Then they scream like like humans. I didn't know that. Yeah, rabbits scream like like a death curdling scream. How do they know? Well, they're being attacked by a coyote. Oh, oh, I thought she meant like one that's being butchered. Like, imagine, imagine butchering an animal and screaming at you like, ah, no, ah, ah. What about all of my kids? I'm the, I'm the sole pellet winner. I was 
going to see carrot winner. You're feeding them pellets. They don't get carrots. Uh, oh, my God. So this whole egg thing, if, if you were lucky enough to catch last week's after chat, uh-huh. you got to hear from Gil. Okay. Who knows things that no man could know. And but he, could women know it? No, no one. He has special <laughs> access. <laughs> Unlimited access to the Kennedy Space Center, which is basically unrestricted. a museum. Unrestricted to the Kennedy Space Center, which is mainly a museum <laughs> at this point. That's that's where they keep the secrets. <laughs> Fine. But it's he, like it's like the Declaration of Independence. Right. But technology. I have to steal the Kennedy Space Center. <laughs> George Washington put a put an etching on the back of it. <laughs> so in part of his his delirious ranting that he was going on, he mentioned the the eggs thing and that there's no reason that the eggs should be as expensive uh, as the Yeah, egg. the bird flu is the reason. The bird flu and then a couple of the aviaries burnt down because of the forest fires and all that yeah. stuff. So th- this Likely is only a thing that's really happening here in California, because I think they they put down all the chickens in enough time that it's not going to spread the the avian flu. But that's literally what caused all of this, Yeah, among some other things. So it's not some deep state thing. It's not the chickenator. But how do you explain the butter prices? What? Does butter go up too? Yeah, it's a bad time for bakers. It is. (sighs) Yeah, hit them right in the... And actually tell me flour is going to be. No, flour's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oops, we, we got cocaine all mixed in with the flour. <laughs> Prices went through the roof. But you're really, We don't even know how this happened. But you're really going to make some addicting cakes. <laughs> they will keep coming back for more. <laughs> it's too difficult for us to separate these two things. So we're just going to increase it 100 times. The price. How's that sound? <laughs> All right. So the show topic. All right. So today's so discussion for today is go on to the show. The topic of today's show is gentlemen. Let's get down to business. So with my dad broken arm and me getting sick and everything else going on, this is not me trying to wuss out of having a good show topic. But I'm just going to talk about did, what I've been dealing with. My journey. Can I catch everybody up on my journey? What your journey like? How my journey to find a replacement twelve volt laptop. What's wrong with with the Jankopotamus? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Leah. This is the Jankopotamus. Leah, you may be familiar with this. Yeah, you we have a lot this? of these in the house. So this is a at the time. That I discovered it was fifty dollars at my. You discovered it like your Christopher Columbus. I cheap laptop sales. I, I had. <laughs> I sailed my my land yacht. <laughs> I traveled uh-huh. as a sovereign citizen uh-huh. to the nearest micro center, and I picked up three of these. Um, I also bought one online. They were fifty dollars at the time. Since mm. that time, mm-hmm. the prices soared. You into, le- if you leave, price may go up. If you, right. <laughs> so Micro Center was kind of true to their word, and they kept it at the $50 mark until the point that like they kind of ran out of stock, ran out of supply. I think they might have hiked prices a little bit. But Amazon then got just 
taken over by people reselling them. Oh, for sure. And they were selling it at $150 for each one. That's a big markup. Big markup. And I don't think it's necessarily worth that because it's like a 1.8 gigahertz Celeron processor. So not a, not a great processor at all. But it's that processor and that motherboard setup that allows for it to be a 12-volt device. It's a low-power consumption mm, laptop. It's the QRP of laptops. That's right. It's, yeah. it's a QRP of laptops. Because they've basically dried up, the supply of them has dried up. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of options out there. Jankopotamus drought. There's a yeah. There's a couple of and again, most of these are all made in China. I'm not discounting that fact. You can go on like you know Wish, Alibaba, and some fly by night websites that have laptops that kind of sort of advertise that they'll charge off of 12 volts, and you're like, okay, cool. But for me, I was like, you know, no, I need something that I can find in a store. Or it's still at its sale price on Amazon without a markup, right? So what I did, this was a little while ago, I took uh, this battery. But wait, what's wrong with the Jenkopotamus? Because you can't get them. Oh, that's it? Yeah. The, oh. There's nothing really wrong with it. Uh, it's it's now at more of the price point that it should be at, which is $150. Is what I think it's actually. It's no longer a screaming deal. It's no longer a screaming deal. So I went to Best Buy and Walmart, basically any anything with a an actual like laptop display, mm-hmm. and I brought this battery, which is my Denco thirteen point eight volt, what you would call a twelve volt ham radio battery. Okay, and I brought like six different dimensions of power leads. Lay these guys. Yeah, and I went around to all the display laptops and, like, boop, and boop, disconnected boop. them and plugged them in to see if they would charge. Okay. My goal was to find... How many laptops did you set on fire? None. None. <laughs> Great question. My goal was to keep the price under $200. That was my goal. Okay? So Best Buy was the was the least successful in this area. The most I found was an Asus that would charge off of 12 volts, uh, but it was 200 and something dollars. It was It was north of my $200 price limit. Okay. So I, I held I held strong, and I went to a Walmart. Mm. Now, Walmart, they have lots of netbooks, but Walmart has done something very interesting. Okay. They have revived an entire brand, Leia. When was the last time you heard of Gateway? Where's the cow spots? There's literally when you open this up, the first thing you see is a cow. Oh, the, the cow spots are on the on the logo. On the, on the logo. Gateway is back in laptop form. I found, and this is a model GWTC116-2BL. This is actually a 2.4 to 2.8 megahertz, sorry, gigahertz, uh, Celeron processor, so same low-power processor. This, however, has a glossy, high-quality screen. And is touch. What? And, Leia, it's a convertible. What? And it's $150. Wow. It has the same I.O. as, look at look at the screen. Oh. It has the same I.O. as the Jankopotamus. Everything is the same. And it has a very nice screen. 
Now, I will remind everybody, just like I did on my video of the Evolve 3, you pretty much have to do a Windows D bloat on them. When I started that thing up for the first time, the performance was just pegged at 100% CPU. Just the processor was all the way pegged. Okay. Once I did the D bloat, it settled way down to like 12% or lower on mm -hmm. idle. And it's it's a touchscreen. It's just great. Did you get it? I'm opening it now. But look at the screen. That's a pretty screen. And it's got it's a very nice color too. Yeah, so there are two different there's actually three different models. There's a blue model, a pink model, and a black model. They're $150 on Amazon. If you go to Walmart, oh, now I regret. The blue is 150, the black is 200. So for some reason Walmart thinks that they can charge you get paid more for the uh, for the black. So yeah, touchscreen, LCD, IPS, 11.6 inch monitor. So the same, it's it's completely almost identical to the Evolve 3, but the touchpad is bigger for the the touch, you know, the uh, mouse wheel thing, not the mouse wheel, but the mouse pad, and the keyboard is better. So in all ways, this is an upgrade to the Evolve 3 Maestro. It's available at Walmart. We'll post a link in the show notes for the Amazon. I'm giving the podcast people kind of the first crack at this because I will be making a video on this. It is just a straight up improvement on the Evolve 3 and hopefully something that the supply is not going to dwindle on us so fast that more people can't get them because that was the problem is so many people had a hard time getting the 12 volt laptop and as much as i as much as i felt that the maestro is is good for what i needed ham radio applications i did appreciate that it is very much on the slow side this is a marked improvement at the 2.6 to 2.4 to 2.8 gigahertz and i'm i'm using that in relative terms because it uses a heat spreader instead of active cooling and depending on the placement of the thermal pad there's even videos online of people opening them up removing the heat spreader putting thermal paste down putting the heat spreader back on and they're able to just only doing that get a solid 2.8 gigahertz performance out of it so i will likely end up trying that just to see if if i can get like a big improvement but i wanted to just tell everybody that the the road of the 12 volt laptops is not done we're still there and for everybody just so i just so everybody's not freaking out in the chat or the chat or in the comments or wherever you're listening to this the reason I want a 12 volt laptop isn't because I can't run a buck converter. I know I can step down any voltage to charge a laptop. That's not what I care about. I want the laptop to charge off my battery, my native battery for my ham radio without it being a big thing that I have to constantly have extra stuff that I have to drag into the field. Mm -hmm. That's the point. I want it all uniform. I want simplicity. I don't want complication. And so this has it in the form of a touchscreen, a convertible, and a whole thing at 150 bucks. So the first article that came up mm -hmm. when I opened it said, the setup will be more like 1929. Kathy Woods warns of another Great Depression if the Fed doesn't pivot. We need those chickens. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's like a victory garden with chickens yeah. running around. Yeah. You pulled up, what was that, Yahoo, Yahoo News or something? Oh, it was just uh, Yahoo News. Totally Microsoft does. Edge. I see. Yeah. So, thanks for that. There you go. Now you caught up on what I've been up to. 
What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Well, hello and welcome to the email correspondence tower. Mm. We're entering the foyer to the grounds of the tower. To the left is the physical mail depot, which we have not opened in a while because uh, I've just not been able to go mm-hmm, to the post mm-hmm. office. So I apologize for that. If there are any packages waiting for me, I'll check them hopefully on Monday. Uh, and just everything going on with my dad has just not been possible. But maybe, maybe we have some uh, voicemails in the voicemail annex. So we like, absolutely do. What's the way? phone number oh. for that? Five six two three three four two three eight nine. Thank you. We just yeah. Away we go. Okay. Hey Josh and Wayne. Chris. Hey Muzak. Northern Vermont. Hey K Muzak. Uh last week you were talking about artificial intelligence. Shit houses with intelligence. You mentioned the TARDIS and said that the TARDIS does not have a voice. I beg to differ. The TARDIS's voice sounds like this. <laughs> it doesn't really say anything. Letting you know it's there. Anyway, 73. And, and I think I, I came back off that a little bit when if you have a show that's ran as long as Doctor Who Dead is, mm-hmm. has ran, mm-hmm. that there's going to be some crazy weird episode where the TARDIS is like a fully formed just person walking around, right? And, you know, it has a voice or whatever. And, and, and then also there's others where it's talking to him in dream for who knows. But, yeah, I'm sure there's a voice of it somewhere that somebody could look up. But, yeah. But doesn't the TARDIS actually communicate, like just not with a voice? No, hmm. I mean it. It knows what the doctor is planning and doing and thinking. But all right, fair enough. Thank you for that point of clarification. Doctor Who Dead is. Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu, and I'll be a little more inter- energetic with this What's that? phone call since last time it sounded like I was quite uh, down in the dumps. So this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu. Hey Nathan, and I just wanted to let you know, um, I. I told you last week that I was visiting family and I might do some parks on the air. Oh, good. So I did actually do some parks on the air at Park K4713. That was the Spencer State Forest in Massachusetts. A little cold. Um, and I did, I took my IC705, my Evolve 3 laptop, and a toroided cable. And I did some FT8, mm-hmm. 13 FT8 contacts oh. from that part. I did one single sideband contact just to finish it off. It was getting quite cold. Um, and I put some just short little video on Good. my YouTube, TikTok, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Nice. The YouTube. Wherever I'm at. If you find me, you find me. Um, Southern Vermont Ham Radio. And, um, yeah, I also had my aunt and uncle's little puppy puke on me four times in the car oh, man. and poop in the bedroom I was staying in, in five little spots. So that was fun. 
But we're back to Ham Radio. This is uh, Kilo One Mike Alphazulu saying 73, and thanks for the podcast. I'm uh, I'm not – the jury may still be out on this, but I think that dog might get car sick. <laughs> it's true. All right. On to the next. You have 14 million oh. – 688,000 seconds. You have 170 days. You have 24 weeks and two days. You have not a lot of time. It's true. Do it however you want to. We're there for you either way. Message received. How do I get this thing off? Okay. <laughs> Let go of the PTT button. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that reminder. I hope that uh, my speed run today gave you great confidence. When he, when he started out the first voicemail, I said, oh, he's in withdrawals because he sounded a little like, you know, sluggish when he got started up because we didn't post the podcast normally. Like, <laughs> kind of give the energy to Nathan. So hopefully, Nathan, you, you're hopefully listening you're getting now, powered so you know. up. There you go. Yeah. Howdy, Herc. This is KR4JZ here. Hey. I realized my Thursday night and tomorrow is podcast day. So I'm calling in oh, to say hello and how do you do? <laughs> and Josh, I really liked your video on the medical kit. Oh, good. Uh, not a popular video. Nothing further to add. I'm a C7S contributing to my podcast as my duty of volunteer podcast co-producer entitles me to. Yeah. Uh, catch you later. K4JZ, C7S3 to all. Okay, have a good one. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you. What a great check-in. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jake. Oh, wait. There's one more. Okay. Hello. This is Jake. K4JZ. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to January 6th podcast and you're talking about first date. And you made the joke about using a radial as a tourniquet. I'd just like to say, uh, don't do it. <laughs> yes, it might work, but it's going to be extremely painful. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why tourniquets are so wide. Uh, even, like, if you use, like, little rubber band tourniquets that we use for IVs, those hurt a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm. so skinny. And I can't imagine just having a wire wrapped around my arm or however long it takes to get to a hospital. It's, that, that's tight. It hurt a lot. I understand it's a joke, but it's my 10 cent. Catch you all later. Uh, really enjoying the podcast. Seven three. Check out uh, that inflation. Yeah. It went to 10 cents. You know, that's yeah. big inflation. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Thanks ahead and say... Thanks for fact-checking us, Jake. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. it yes, a wire is going to probably hurt more than a flat strap like on the cat tourniquet or whatnot. But the mere act of using a tourniquet, spoiler alert, it's going to hurt really bad because you're literally shutting off. It's going to be tooth hurty. It, you're shutting off all of the blood to that extremity. You are going to be in massive pain. It hurts really bad. And hopefully everybody has, uh, if you have a windless tourniquet, you should practice doing it and, and trying out and making sure you know how to use it because if you some for some reason need to do it um yeah get get ready for a world of pain because it is uh, incredibly painful 
Because if you're if you're not doing it right, then it doesn't hurt. If if you're doing it right, it's gonna hurt. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jake. Appreciate your expertise as always. Mm-hmm. And that's the last of our voicemails. Okay. We're gonna start climbing up the tower. As always, you can email us at Leah at hamtactical.com. Email us with your ham radio stories, your journey into ham radio, your questions. We love the questions. And if you send us a merch idea and we make a merch out of it, we'll send it to you for free. Leia's getting back in the saddle again of, of merch. We have some very special merch that was highly hinted, anticipated hinted at on the instagram on my instagram so if you haven't seen it go check that out yeah the uh, badges are here just the, just tell people the patches the the pvc velcro backed patches are here we have them if they if, are awesome yeah so you did a great job leah if the hrcc ones do well then we'll probably start rolling out some other patches i think the time you took to find the right patch person yeah i think was really good because it's it's really good would you quality. like to would you like to look at them again they're really good I've quality. A, i've got a bag of oh is this what the bag 100 is 100 of them oh my goodness actually 99 of them because i have the first, i have one. Oh yeah the plastic oh so good on the mic oh my god they're also individually wrapped oh in they are already so excellent yeah they come with a, a velcro backing so i guess you could put this on something if it didn't have a, a hook and loop uh, they're really nice. They came out really well. The little embossing on the letters. They're the right size to stick on. They're a great size. A hat. They fit on the 511 Velcro hat, if you have one of those, perfectly, like perfectly. So this is, yeah. So Leia's going to be, and this is a little bit different than a lot of the merch we do. We go to a printing company that that makes the shirts when they're bought so that we're not holding any stock on hand yeah we're holding so that we're not them. wasting materials or anything like that this is the exception we're holding these so we when we post you'll know about it there'll be a website and we'll be shipping them direct from from here from our shipping and receiving depot to you true debt mm -hmm. all right first email on to the first email this is titled evolve three Apropos. Yeah. And this is from our friend, John, the NoCo General. Hi, HRCC crew. Happy New Year. This is a follow-up on my prior review of the Evolve 3 Jankopotamus. Okay. I broke it. Right. <laughs> it started when the trackpad stopped working. I have no idea why, but it has happened to me a few times. I usually bumble around with the settings, trying to find different things until I get it working again. This time, I tried... A, to use a restore point to go back to when it worked okay. It did not work and the laptop would not boot up. It would not go through any built-in recovery methods. I needed a USB recovery drive. Of course, I had not made one back when everything was working. I tried to make one from several other laptops, but they would not load. I suppose it is because they were not the same version, the education version. It's just not enough jank. I... <laughs> I put a call out to my local club for help. Since we are so close to the Micro Center store in Pennsylvania, a lot of members have the infamous, more than just famous, it is infamous, mm -hmm. Jankopotamus. Yes. One of the other members volunteered to make a USB thumb drive recovery disc for me. I mailed him a thumb drive. He loaded it and mailed it back. A few hours later, I had a brand new restored laptop. I lost all programs, but all my data, mostly log files, were saved oh. to the SD cards, so they were not affected. 
This story is an example of how hams help each other out, but I think it is also a strong warning to anyone that owns an Evolve 3 to make a recovery drive and pack it away somewhere as you can't use recovery drives from other versions of Windows. This is a good point. You need a 16 gig or larger thumb drive, which can be bought for just a few bucks. Go to the start menu in Windows, create type create a recovery drive and follow the prompts. The thumb drive is far cheaper than paid tech support at a big box store. So I urge all Evolve 3 users to do this. I hope this is helpful to someone out there. 73, John, the NoCo General with a, with a 7300. When you get it set up the way you like it, do the recovery mm -hmm. and then sock that away somewhere. And then you'll have a, a backup state point. Great advice. The next email is titled, Had, Had, Sad and Happy and How It Affects Radio. Oh, okay. And this is from Alex from Alaska. Mm -hmm. Hey, ham gang, real quick. Sad is a real thing, and here how, here's how it ties to ham radio. We're talking about seasonal affective disorder. Yes. Here in Alaska, parts of the state don't see much daylight, if at all, for months at a go. Three hours of daylight can really wear on some people. Winter darkness sees a huge spike in depression and suicide. So some people buy what are called happy lights, basically grow lights, but for people. I tell you what some brands of those stupid lights can cause. Some, oh, I tell you what, some brands of those stupid lights can cause some frustrating RFI. It's frustrating because you know they need the lights, but your noise floor is now one to two S units higher. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yep. Yeah. Anyhow, thank you for the podcast, Alex from Alaska. Yeah, absolutely. Sad is a real thing. Yeah. Vitamin D deficiency, I'm assuming. Yeah. You made so many jokes about it. So rude. People are suffering. Okay. So you're laughing again. Because <laughs> we called it sad. That's what it's called. I know. It's like so on the nose. It's, it's too on the nose. What do you want them to call it? I don't know, man. Yeah. It it feels like they had the acronym in mind when they made it. I think it's very well designed. Yeah, you would. The next email is titled Programming DMR, and this is from Joel. Good afternoon, Josh, and Happy New Year. What? Oh, my chopped liver? My well, call well, sign. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> my call sign is KE6KHO. I have an Anytone D878 Plus and a Baofeng 1701 radio. I'm looking for downloadable programming software for programming. Yeah. More so for the Baofeng. You know, the Baofeng will only be a backup radio at times, but the Anytone I will will be an everyday carry when I get it programmed properly. Mm -hmm. I have registered with DMR Radio ID website. Okay. Oh, this is just a request for help. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So to, to Joel, what I recommend you do is you find local repeaters in your area, and they most likely have a website. If they're DMR repeaters, they probably, you'd, you'd be surprised, or, or maybe you're not surprised, they'll have a link to a code plug that includes the programming for their radios that at least will cover their repeaters. Uh, that's the big thing I do. I just find the biggest DMR network that I'm adjacent to, and I download the code, the code plug for that repeater network. I will load that code plug onto the radio, and then I'll use that as a template for all future DMR 
repeaters in the area. It's a fantastic way of getting started doing code plugs. All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. And for uh, everything else, there's Chirp. I think Joel uh, Joel has a later part of this email. I'm not going to read out loud. But the general gist is he's asking if he can just ship the radio to you for you to program. You don't do that. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> and and that Joel. That is not possible. It Sorry, is, Joel. It is not. Um, well, I'll just say it this way. You are not the first person that has asked me to do this. Yes. <laughs> and, it's and if surprisingly I had, common. If I had all the time in the world, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that. And if we were somehow in person or whatever, yeah, I could help you out with it. But it's it's not something that I do just like, you know, with, yeah. with my free time, which I have very little of. I, I highly recommend you engage with the club, the local club mm -hmm. that's probably the, the operators of those repeaters, and they could probably help you out very quickly. If not, just load your radio immediately off of the Anytone code plugs they have. All right. Just a guess. Hope that answers your question, Joel. Sorry about the not programming your radio for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. The next email is titled, First Message of the Year. And this comes from our purveyor of all things, Maple, who came in so clutch for our Christmas. Yes, yes. It's because true. I do overnight yeasted waffles mm -hmm. for Christmas brunch. Yes, and we put out the syrups that Russ and um, I believe Nathan has also sent us. The uh, hickory one? Was it the... Uh, I don't think it was the non-maple. It was like the blue. It had the blue label. Yeah, we did that one, but we also put out maple syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We had the we had the hickory maple, mm -hmm. and then the heat the the little heat mm -hmm. maple. It was very good. So good. Yeah. Uh, Russ, that is our purveyor yes. of all things maple, yes. and uh, we love our Vermonters here. Vermont. I, I feel like Vermont is the actually very much the farthest you can get from from where we are <laughs> in, aside from alaska oh, and hawaii and maine oh i guess yeah geographically yeah alaska is the furthest i think yes yeah i don't know about hawaii chloe would like to be on the podcast yeah, she has some things to say about we found out that chloe has a maple a maple a sweet tooth <laughs> she does yeah she likes apples. And she's like, can I also talk about maple syrup? Don't at me. I didn't really give her maple syrup. I don't no. even know if dogs are allergic to maple syrup. It's so. it's possible Edison did, though. <laughs> Anything's possible with Edison. Russ says, hello, my friends. Hello, Russ. Hello. While listening to the latest pod drop, I heard you all ask how bees do it. Yeah, well, yeah. They get That's a buzzed. That's... <laughs> That's a longer story for them to hibernate is an interesting process. Some die off, mostly older workers. What? What kind of medical system is this? I'll just go ahead and put out there. There's no retirement plan for bees. The younger ones. And there's her, no retirement system. You, there's not like a period of a bee's life where they get to just like bask in the honey that they created. No. Oh, so sad. I guess they don't know that, right? They don't even know. They don't I mean, know what they're missing. It's not like somebody's writing them postcards from like a hive in Hawaii or something. <laughs> like, wish you were here. I mean, Look at you, all these flowers. If, if you see like <laughs> some kind of HR system build in the hive and then the bees start talking about pensions. 
bunch of bees are trying to unionize. <laughs> the younger ones and Her Majesty form a bee cocoon. Their metazol- metabolism slows down, much like reptiles, bears, and other animals that sleep over winter. It is important that keepers don't over-harvest, as some workers will feed their peers, or the keeper will have to provide supplemental food. Oh, yeah. I probably lost about 15 to 30% of my workers this fall winter but i will have a strong hive come spring and i left maybe 20 pounds of honey in one of the boxes wow attached is a stock photo of some bees how some bees can be found over winter it is not recommended to open the hive and expose them to the harsh elements of the winter i bet honey is a good insulator like wax like really keeping the heat in the hive. no the the bodies of all those bees yeah but like up appropriately but like also like the the wax and the honey you know like really good like a thermal mass yeah i mean in that sense sure do you know how do you know how uh bees in japan fight the japanese hornet oh i love bees me too i love pictures of bees do you know how the bees fight japanese hornet (laughs) leia showed me a picture of a bee it's like oh i love bees (laughs) I know what a bee Whenever is. Whenever I see a bee come, I put out some water. <laughs> Try to <laughs> put out a little honey. <laughs> like this is a safe place Try for you. Try to point bee. to flowers of of interest and note. <laughs> yeah. Take them on a little tour of the garden. So the uh, the bees in Japan, the the Japanese hornet is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, twenty times the size of a regular bee. Wow. They're huge, right? Hornets are jerks. And what they'll do, the, the Japanese hornets can decimate a hive, by the way. Like, you can actually just murder everything. But if it's just, like, one of them, they'll, uh, all the bees will surround the hornet. Like, they'll dogpile the hornet. And they don't bite it. They don't sting it. They just get on it. They just make it their bee. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get on it, and then the just the, the tightly packed all bee bodies around it heat it up to a point that it can't survive so it literally gets like cooked underneath Uh, the bees take that hornet yeah all right well russ continues on a different note i have been playing a little ham radio and was able to help diagnose and fix a flaw for mark of blue max niner cables what what is it Mark Blue Max Niner cables. I bought one of their FTDI cat cables for my Yesu FT990 and found that upon plugging it in, the rig would transmit. Isn't that what it's supposed to do? Exchanged a few emails with Mark, owner, and described the issue to him. Great guy. He then told me that others were experiencing the same problem but couldn't troubleshoot as he didn't have the transceiver. And and would I be willing to troubleshoot it for him? Okay. So I pulled the cable apart and determined that the fab shop made an unnecessary connection, which was the problem. Mm. I called Mark, gave him the solution, and was greatly appreciated. This led me to my ham radio bit. I used the radio to start playing ham radio again at home a little bit. 14 contacts of FT8, 20, 30, and 80 meters with my furthest contact being Brazil. Way to go. Yeah. Hopefully this spurs me on to make an OTA contact with K Muzak and that other crazy Vermonter, K1MAZ. FYI, Winter Field Day is coming up. 
as is the Vermont Ham Convention last weekend of February. Anyhow, back to the grindstone. Yeah, 73 from KC5CNT. Russ, the purveyor of honey and maple. This is true. Russ is nothing but sweetness. Yeah. Last weekend of the month, January 28th and 29th, Winter Field Day. Nice. Leo, do we have plans? Where are we going for Winter Field Day? And from the land of multiple podcast co-producers, Vermont. It is. There's pound for pound, ounce for ounce, the population of producers, of producers in Vermont. Yeah. Very Volunteer high. Volunteer podcast co-producers. Very high. Just a concentration of creative individuals. Yeah. You know? All fueled by the the wacky sugar rush of and here's people. the picture of the cable issue oh bees i love bees that's not bees <laughs> yeah he took apart that cable and, and, and root caused the problem nice. good for you um we've already talked about winterfield day my have guy we? have we what are we talking what are the dates the 28th and 29th is that right yeah mm. Winterfield Day. Looking it up now. The 28th and 29th of this month, January. We need to go somewhere? Well, we went to the beach <laughs> a couple of years ago. Let's go to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can always go to my dad's, but we've been hanging out with him a lot. He's probably tired of He's us. like, get away from me he's like i need some space from all why don't you ask your mom if we can go up to solving oh that's not a bad idea i mean it might not be a good idea but it's not a bad one uh we'll have the we'll have the truck wow we can go somewhere i don't know how you'll charge it in solving there's charging everywhere now everywhere in california I was looking at um, Quartz Fest. Quartz Fest is two weekends from now. <laughs> and there's charging on the way. You're a fool. Palm Springs. Hey, what weekend is that? Uh, I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> what weekend is that? Quartz Fest is, by the way, Quartz Fest is a boondocking ham radio festival. Yeah. January 22nd? Through the 28th. Lunar New Year. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> well, maybe I'll just go out for like a day and then come back. We'll talk after the podcast. Don't give me that face. <laughs> We're not talking at all after the podcast. I will be passed out. I'm half passed out right now. Thank okay. you, Russ. Okay. We are <laughs> moving on to the next voicemail. Okay, moving on. Like, voicemail? Uh, e- email? <laughs> This podcast is Leia, are the fast. emails when you <laughs> when you read the emails, is it your voice? Or do you think you're channeling Russ when you read it? I told you recording this podcast was a bad idea. So either apologies or or enjoy, depending on how you like your podcast. I need to be asleep. So License upgrade and a thank you. Okay. And this is from Eric. Dear Josh and Leia, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year to you. This will be my second time writing into the podcast thus Excellent. far. I just want to give a thank you to Leia for your intoxicating sense of humor. Aw. Just Leia? And of course, keeping the pod running and functioning. 
Amazing. Also, Thank Leia, you. that's true. She does all the editing and posting. The, and... <laughs> the, the HRCC Discord, always also so Leia. helpful and kind. <laughs> Also, no, all that Leia. wasn't me. That was that's a thank you to Leia listed. Mm-hmm. A, a thank you to the HRC Discord, which is because of our admins. Always <laughs> helpful and kind, and especially Josh okay. for making stellar informative videos. Thank you. You. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And that other email didn't even list my name, and I'm reading it. <laughs> was that a voicemail? No. <laughs> this past week, I just upgraded my ham license from basic with honors, that's a general equivalent, yep. to advanced, extra equivalent. Boom. So that's Congratulations. Canada. Basic with honors is Canada, I believe. And all in the span of just under two years as a licensed ham. That's amazing. I write to say thank you because I couldn't have done it without the help of the HRCC community. Well, thank well, thank the community because yeah, they're really absolutely. the ones that put in the effort. I also find that Josh is a great instructor and helps make even the most complex of topics simple enough for a layman to understand. This is awesome because I struggle with comprehension sometimes, and Josh's teaching style fits my learning style perfectly. Keep up the invaluable work. Oh, that's really nice. That's so nice. I do try that. I try to be... And I think he means invaluable as in, like, it's, like, so valuable that, that he worth... can't quantify it. Right. Not, like, invaluable as in, it's not worth it. It's anything. not worth it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I try to de- distill the the content in just the the way that you know. <laughs> I think it's easy for people to understand. Yeah, but, you know, absolutely. I should try using your videos to study. <laughs> <laughs> it's Leia, uh, the dog. Did you just call me a dog? No. Did you? I thought you were kicking. I thought Chloe. you were kicking, and then I realized it was the dog. Did you just call me? Corky. The dog is ASMRing plastic wrapping right now. <sighs> Chloe, just lay down. Just lay down. I also thought that it was pretty cool that uh, on one of your more recent live streams that Josh showcased his LTT edition screwdriver, you lucky bugger. Because the first time I wrote in, I called you the Linus Tech Tips of Ham Radio, not knowing you were such a big fan of his as well. I am. I love I love Linus Tech Tips. I love uh, Lazy Gear Reviews, LGR. Uh, there's so many. Red Letter Media. Justine. I'm not. Okay. A, <laughs> I, I've definitely watched I, Justine tons of times for camera reviews, but I don't know. The way she, although her editing, oddly enough, so there's a video. Uh-huh. I'll have to play this video. Uh-huh. Uh, I, Justine, who she shoots all of her videos and she edits it. Whereas yes. Linus Tech Tips has like a crew of a lot of people. He has like right. a, a full on business, 15 million subscribers, right? She went to Linus's like business and they shot their own video review of something and then they edited it. Uh-huh. She competed against Linus's editors, like his chief editor. Okay. And they did a head-to-head on, like, whose video was better at the end. And it was a Justine's very good video. Was better, right? It was pretty – she ba- she basically won. Yeah. And she's a she's a Mac person with Final Cut. And so I'm like, all right, all right. I'm, I got to be Justine's camp on this one. But, I yeah, I love all their stuff. It's it's yeah. really good. All right. Mm-hmm. Where does Justine camp? I don't think she camps. Oh. 
I don't think she can. Okay. I mean, I, I haven't seen a video. Oh, speaking camping. of camp, I got to get that sign up sheet for the camping trip out. Oh my gosh. I'm so many, so, so many so people tired. are just messaging me like, can you just take this message from me as an RSVP for the camping trip? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't understand how little power I wield in this arrangement. <laughs> I I have no power in Leia's decisions on this. I don't know what she's planning. It's going to be something great, but there's going to be a website and you have to go to the website. Okay. All right. Cuz it's it's a finite amount of people. It is. Yeah, that's that's why this exists. Like it it has to be Yeah. It's a it, it's a reality of it. Yeah, it's true. Okay. So <laughs> uh eric continues oh bltr uh, board of lame tool reviews ave that's my other one of my favorites i'll make the comparison again that you have a similar enthusiastic and informative way of teaching and explaining things in a way that i gravitate towards effortlessly thank you also tech quickie by lmg has an older and popular video talking about ham radio very briefly he does how cool would it be for you to team up with ltt and remake that video in a modern and informative way talk about the crossover of a century am i right I would I would fly to Canada to go hang out with them and do I would that. Fly but to Canada. Why bathe in poutine? Oh, bathe in poutine! <laughs> you don't even understand. Buy all of the all, all of the, the tidbits. <laughs> I would live at Hortons, uh, but they're they they're fifteen million subscribers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it would be, you know, it's like literally. I don't know. Maybe. He's maybe I can baby. email. He's a baby. He's a baby. He's a baby. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Are you like that silver play button? Yeah. Is that your play button? <laughs> Who's got your play button? And then he just punts the baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't kick the baby. Right. <laughs> you didn't catch that uh, reference, did you? No. It was Ike and, Ka- and Kyle from South Park. No. Kick the baby. Don't kick the baby. And then he kicks the baby. I remember very little of South Park other than that place in Colorado. Uh, Bonita. Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. (laughs) Which is a real place. Real place. I hope it's still open. I hope it survived the panoramic because I actually do want to go. (laughs) So I I think the story with Ike is that he's Canadian because Canadians have that like trap jaw head. Where they're like uh-huh. their whole head is yeah. disconnected from yes. the top, so no one in Kyle's family is like that. They have regular heads. So either he's adopted or the mother had a moment of indiscretion. Indiscretion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what the I. Story is. You know what? I want to collect just a list of everything across the United States that is like Casa Bonita, like things that like would blow your mind to know. Just like exists. the kitschiest like thing. And that's what I want to do. I just want a road trip. With the kids and be like, what historical pop culture? <laughs> Consider this the Andy Warhol trail. <laughs> <laughs> like... uh, so for you to truly understand America, <laughs> you must know the kitsch that has survived. <laughs> this is the largest Western boot east of the Mississippi. <laughs> Yes, the distinction is required. (laughs) All right, so Eric continues. 
P.S. I can't wait to hear you guys read my thank you email, but it might be a while as I'm extremely behind in the pod due to college studies. Maybe I'll just skip ahead just this once. Anyway, I've rambled on long enough. Many thanks from the Great White North. 73, Eric, VA3, FYB. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. And I, I, I hope love... you hear this and you enjoy. Yeah. I love hearing from college students who are getting into ham radio because. Yeah. Use the future. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but like as you get older, you can't just reinvigorate that testing brain. Mm. Like you can, but like you, you got to like warm up the car a little bit. You know what I mean? You're already like deep in that learning mindset. Like you're you're deep in it. So picking up things like your extra or your advanced. Yeah, that's that's not that hard. Also scholarships. Oh, so many scholarships. Look at that. Maybe in Canada they have scholarships. Yeah. You just get more of the April Reserve. So you know what? Edison didn't really care about ham radio. And then I told him about scholarships. And then he was like, I'm on board. I mean, he didn't say that. Edison uh, would be the speed runner of ham radio. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. He is. He waits he for nothing. That, he, he cannot. Yeah. yeah. He has no. Like even on the way to school. It's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta... He has no chill. Just, just... <laughs> I like that about him, actually. <laughs> when he's like focused he's like i'm getting it all done it's like you know when you tell people it's like you know you got to calm down just enjoy the moment do you remember when you were a child <laughs> things are so wonderful to you that you look at us it's like i gotta get this done right now <laughs> and it has to be like i don't even care if i learn any of this i just have to finish it gotta, to get to my next this thing. is what i was told that i have that to do my to barrier. get the thing that i really want <laughs> yes it's like really fantastic though that's why his writing is that way oh I that know. kid like he has doctor written all over his writing his s's look like r's it, <laughs> half of his letters look like i don't even like they just it's it's almost he he is literally kind of how i was where when i i picked up a stutter because my brain was going too fast for my mouth when I was a kid. And then you were like, did I stutter? And then people were like, yeah. No, I started stuttering stutter. because my my I wanted to say things faster than I could say it. And so I was stuttering. And he's like that this... with, with writing. He like, he's got so many things that he wants to just get out as fast as possible that he'll just like drop letters. He's like a stenographer oh, he, for he words. He actually thinks most of the time that vowels are unnecessary. You get the gist of this word. <laughs> you know what I meant. Like he yeah. said that. He's like, yeah. you know what I meant. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I do, but still incorrect. Yeah, you're yeah. you're not trying to be a court reporter. <laughs> Chill. He came up with his own shorthand, amazingly. <laughs> you see him with a little tiny keyboard <laughs> typing. Miss Whistler's all kinds of upset. <laughs> he started just taking notes on everything I said. <laughs> And then read them back to me when he thought I was uh, wrong. Miss Whistler, <laughs> you said at <laughs> at ten forty one a.m. <laughs> that there would be carpet time after we completed this assignment. Yeah, he has in fact gotten not for the shorthand, but, but constantly corrected yeah. people. Yeah. She counted. <laughs> she counted how many times he corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I'm laughing now, but I was horrified. Yeah. Also a little bit proud. 
to let him know I was proud. Or her. No, no, right, 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 right. But whatever it is, and I'm, I'm, and I'm like, I'm, I'm nodding as she's. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. It's like I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just. Don't. But you're like, but then you're like, uh, but but were you wrong? <laughs> what did he? Was he right? Was he correct. <laughs> Just. You know, I mean, like, did you, did you say something that you didn't like actually follow through on <laughs> just that many times? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, admitting when you make a mistake is a big sign of character. Addison can be a really good accountability partner for you. <laughs> we did. Uh, I, I did experience like I almost got teary eyed when she came out today and said that this was his best week. He only clipped up. He did not clip down once. It yeah. was his first week back from school, basically. Yeah. And he... You almost cry? I almost cry. You are like, we have so worked, emotional. <laughs> I, we have worked so hard at calming this kid down. And I'm like, oh my goodness, finally. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, what is he doing that allows him to be this good? Like, what is what is the trick he figured out? I think it's a skating in the house. Is it? I think it's just like he's getting very nonstop movement at home. <laughs> it's, it's burning off all the energy. The kids are literally wearing skates in the house at yeah. this point. I don't, Which I don't think most parents would allow, actually, no. but no. I don't care. And I, and I would be against it, but if the clipping down... <laughs> If he doesn't clip down, then I guess it's okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, the next email is titled, Thank You So Much. And this comes from Dan. Leah and Josh, thank you so much for the tremendous amount of high quality oh. ham content that you have and continue to output. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm truly in awe of your dedication to the ham radio community. I recently tested and aced the technician and general exam. What? KC3VJK, congratulations. Inspired by the content you and other YouTubers put out. Fantastic. The podcast has also made it into my rotation, but I'll admit it takes me about a week to get through the three-hour run length. Imagine oh, when it was five or six. <laughs> I'm just getting started getting a kit together. I picked up a Yesu FT60HT, and I'm looking forward to starting my HF journey. That has given me a suggestion for a video or blog series. Oh, wonderful. We need all of that. We, we need you on the air. We need you radioactive, and we need you to tell your story in the best way you'd like to do. If that's a blog or video, that's wonderful. I'm now aware that the gear research is a big part of the ham experience, it but is. I think there's room for some pointed guidance with an eye towards likely success and budgets. Mm -hmm. Let's say I want to get into HF POTA and I'm starting at zero. I know I need an antenna, a radio, and power source. Mm -hmm. When I started to look into antennas, I found DIY and turnkey options, Buddy Stick, Mega, Pro, Deluxe, for instance. Mm -hmm. Some hams say that options like the Buddy Stick or Wolf River Coil are compromised, and why do you even want to be a ham if you don't build your own antenna? Oh, geez. <sighs> okay, well... 
if I build my own antenna, I might get the ARRL and FED half-wave kit, but then I'm also going to need some tools, including a soldering iron, a drill, a stepper bit, and a feed line. Then I'll have to get it in a tree, and that means I need a weight, throw rope, and bag, and now a chainsaw away, I'm now a chainsaw away from being an arbor, an arborist, I think. Um, I mean, don't forget, like, the squirrel bait. Yeah. You know? Train a I pack mean, of squirrels. Yeah, Highly talented exactly. squirrels. Yeah. Next, I need to think about a power source. I see that if I get a Yesu FT891 and want to operate for a weekend, I should uh -huh. look for a 20 amp hour, 12 volt LifePo 4 batteries and a charger. Then I'll need to connect it. So it means I'm also going to need some wire, a stripper and those popular popular Anderson power pole connectors, which in turn require a special crimper. I'm sure I've forgotten something, but I'm not going to know until I realize I can't get on the air. It also seems like I'm going to need an antenna analyzer and a tuner if I don't get the right antenna. Mm. Congratulations, you understand ham radio. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> very strong grasp of the hobby. <laughs> you, you, you've uh, identified all of the potholes. Anyway, I started out thinking most of my budget was going to be spent on the radio, but I see now it's probably going to split 50-50 with everything else required to get started. So the idea is everything you need to get started doing Poda Soda Field Day Rag Chew with the locals at different budget levels, low, medium, high. Workbench, multimeter, soldering iron, solder, heat shrink, tubing, crimpers, strippers, screwdrivers, connectors, wire drill, bits, etc. Mm -hmm. Antennas, QRP, and 100 watts plus, mass, um, and fed half wave uh, kit, dipole kit, all in one, mast and antenna package, feed lines in a tree, weight bag cordage, analyzer tuner, etc. Feed lines, coax, ladder line connectors, crimpers, strippers, etc. Mm -hmm. radios qrp 20 watt 100 watt power batteries chargers wires connectors tools etc yes and thanks again for all you do dan kc3 vjk there's a video i made it's a couple of years old now it's i think it was titled building the two thousand dollar ham shack and it was yeah. exactly this issue right like you pay a thousand dollars for a radio but you still need all that mm -hmm. other stuff and that's another thousand dollars i have a different solution to but this hold on but in Josh, that video do not believe in it in that other video it, sorry in that video i went with cheaper options too the sub one thousand dollar option as well and i believe i included the 891 um i think i had the 7100 in there too prices have changed a lot since i made that video so consider that as well now going back to earlier you mentioned the wolf river coil Every antenna is a compromise. Every antenna is, it, it just needs to be, you know, cemented in your brain. Every antenna is a compromise. No antenna is completely perfect. Even if you have a perfect antenna, it likely means that its installation and setup takes a, a while longer mm -hmm. than a more compromised antenna. And so while the Wolf River coil does have some compromises on 20 meters, it's actually not that bad at all. And there's not a whole lot of coil, if you will, in the coil setup. So there's not much to worry about there on 20 meters. And then everything else is really just shorting, shortening the vertical, not so much using the, the tap points on the coil if you go towards the higher bands. So that's really not that big a deal. And there's a, a variety of antennas that, that are capable of that. And if you don't want to get an antenna analyzer like a rig expert and spend a bunch of money, you can get a nano VNA or something along those lines. Oddly enough, though, I've been 
going back into my hard, fast rule of, you know, someone that's starting out in HF should focus on 100-watt radios, I realized that we're going into the high solar cycle. And in that place, QRP radios become really easy to make contacts with. And so for you, or anyone listening to this, the G90, a 20-watt, you know, radio could be just fine. The um, the Yesu 818, now no longer in production, would be an acceptable radio. 705, it's, it's expensive, but, you know, at QRP, you will be fine to be able to make contacts right now. And, and I think that's, um, it's kind of an interesting time with with radio where you can consider that. But at some point, you may have to then figure like, okay, I'll have to sell this radio later and uh, maybe buy a base station radio to get back to 100 watts or buy an amplifier or something along those lines. Regarding antennas, I'll mention uh, two. K6ARK, that he has a 100-watt antenna, an NFED, that does take some soldering, but it's, it's very easy to build. And the coffee and ham radio NFED antennas that comes with the winder, which I really, really like. Good stuff there. Now, because you bought the FT60, it's a new radio to you, and you were asking about radios, I'm going to do a new drop. I've got a new radio. <laughs> Where did you get that? That is from Nathan. Nice. Did you not hear it? I've got a new radio. <laughs> Such a distinguished voice. That's uh, that's like Willy Wonka, right? A little bit, yeah. That's the, uh, I've got a golden chance to make my way. Fantastic. Right? That's. Love, I think that's. I love from. all the musical styles. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for the great question and suggestion, Dan. Mm-hmm. I will not tell you what my suggestion was. Why not? Because Josh do hate it. All right. What is it? Uh, Just boxes. Quickly. Boxes? Just straight up boxes where what? you put everything that somebody would need in a box. What? He's talking about buying all this stuff. Yeah. But you put it all together and you sell it as a set. Oh, like a, a like you pay somebody a thousand dollars and you get a box in the mail that has all the things. Well, I was thinking an HRCC curated box. But for like Poda, there'd be a Poda box. Oh, there'd be like a, a tech box. There'd be a fox hunting box. A foxy box. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Filled with only... I don't know why you're acting like this is the first time you ever heard of that. I just didn't expect you to bring this up or talk about it on the yeah. podcast. I thought this was... Yeah, well, you super, pushed me. Super secret squirrel. That's not really a solution. There's no solution for that yet. We don't have a solution yet. It's true. Ray and or Bob. Bob and, Heil? <laughs> no. I'll send you a mic. Bob, Bob at HRO. <laughs> Billy Bob? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, on to the next email. Out from the freeze. Oh, oh, yeah. I hope everybody is warm and toasty now that the big chill is over. We have storms coming this weekend, but. We've had rain. One day, the rain was so loud, it sounded like somebody had turned on a faucet on the roof. 
which is funny because we have a faucet on the roof. <laughs> so it was really awkward. <laughs> I think we, we had a, a couple of days where the temperatures dipped into the 40s. That's cold. Wow. This morning, the house was like in the 60s. <laughs> it was so cold. I just... I, <laughs> and then you were like, I, I feel chills. I was like, that's because the house is cold. The house was 70. The, it was in the 70s. I turned up the heat to get it in the 70s. Oh, no. Okay. Leia is the, the person where in the winter, 70 is cold. In the summer, 70 is like almost too hot. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say that there might be something wrong with our thermostat. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the problem. It's the insulation in the house for the yeah. summer. <laughs> All right. This email comes from Kevin. Longtime listener. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Love the new format, which is better for you both. In Virginia, we are now heading back into second winter with the temp. Do you get more than one winter? That's sad. Please don't tell tell Mother Nature that like it's it's cool. One one winter is enough. You're you're not Cedar Rapids, Iowa, the <laughs> land of five seasons. <laughs> with temps down around freezing last week they were up in the upper 60s four degrees with wind chill of negative 12 a couple of weeks before that it was just too frigid what the whole thing i do love virginia virginia is a it's too cold bold peanuts bold Bold peanuts there is there is no time though there I was more frustrated than when I was in Virginia mm-hmm. and they had some snowfall mm-hmm. and I mean some snowfall. Okay. And this is me like coming from Utah peak winter like in the in the negatives consistently, and there are cars that are like spun out on the highway from trying to get to work. Right. Mm-hmm. People were doing all they could to get into work. Virginia, a couple inches of snow falls and it's like light snow, very fluffy. And the, con- the the consensus of everybody that was in Virginia was like, you know, it's just better if we stay home. It allows them, the snow plows can come out and they can plow everything. And then it'll just be good the next day. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Snow day. And literally when I was, I, I, God, I stayed I at the hotel. I we had rain days in California. I stayed at a hotel where it was kitty corner to where I had to go to work. Uh-huh. So I literally, you know, qu- uh, quarter mile. Yeah. And I was, uh, I had to wait for the snowplows to pass. They were working tandem. Uh-huh. Like there was three snowplows on each side of the road. Okay. Like the first plow was the most forward, pushing its plow into the second one, which pushed it into the third one, which pushed it into the curb. This is very fascinating. And they were for going me, up and someone. down the street. There's like no cars on the street. No one is driving. There's like my give up. There's two inches of snow on the ground. No, they knew that they had to have tandem snow plows, so they were just being courteous. No, no. I mean, there's no one came to work that day. Like, it was a collective snow day, and no one came in. Was it the first snow of the year? I don't think it was. So I... I they, also, the they way don't get, that... like, a ton of snow at that at that point. It was, like, 2013 or 14. The way I understand snow days, though, mm-hmm. is that when you, like, take a snow day from school... Mm-hmm. You have they tack it on to the end of the school year, so you don't actually know when your school year ends. Sure, that's 
How do you how do you plan vacations? I I don't know, but I there is uh, very few times in when I was working in Utah that people didn't come in, and like they had to be who take that Virginia. They had to be snowed in, like there the plow did not come. So there was like two feet of snow on the ground. Like they opened their door and it was just a ball of snow. Right, They're right. They're like, I can't do anything about this. And, and we had like one guy that came in from the mountains on like, he drove a Jeep and he came in and he's like, yeah, that was, that was tough today. <laughs> and I'm like, hey man, respect to you. You made it in. But yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It's totally different depending on where. It, now I will give credit to Virginia because they are right that when, uh, when it snows out there, it goes through freeze and and snowfall mm. and thawing. Yeah. So then the the light snow very icy. thaws out, then freezes over. So that's true, right? Yeah. They do hit more ice uh -huh. in Utah. It's consistently cold, so it doesn't turn into ice. It just I, stays as dry. You know what? It's, I have as, a more know, quote unquote dry snow. I have an explanation for this. Mm -hmm. What is the average number of children? people in virginia have versus the average number of children people in utah have <laughs> and could that be a determining factor in how I driven someone is I gotta to go to the house. office i gotta get out of this house it's my only reprieve the party of johnson 20 at the local denny's one family uh yeah so there were a lot of mormon families that i worked with or you know also a very prepared oh of course of course yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that they they yeah again not taking anything away from virginia but it's very different oh no shots fired at virginia yeah. is what i'm hearing uh, Col <laughs> colorado is also very much like they will come to work like they yeah. will figure out a way in their jeeps <laughs> yeah um i am all caught up on sister wives drama so the show you have you shook started. me to my core when you told me how many seasons that show has ran for it's 17 seasons so for everyone that doesn't know sister wives is a reality show that started out talking about a family yeah they that are polygamous right and they had three wives and at the beginning i had watched this so long ago, obviously like two decades ago it right. sounds like and I and let me just say because we do have saints that listen, LDS Church followers. We don't necessarily believe that they are an example of the LDS Church or anything like. I that. don't. I don't believe that they claim to be a part of. I, the I'm not Church saying they are. I just want everybody knowing that is listening to this that like this is just a show, that, right? That right. you watch. Yes. It's not like an example of anything. We're not using this right. as like no. This is Mormons. We're not they actually, that. I think the family originally came from Wyoming, not even Utah. Well, but they travel okay. through Utah, sure, um, sure, uh, Arizona, Nevada. Anyway, when I didn't realize that in the first season they added a fourth wife, I for some reason thought that this, brunette, like, right? yeah, that this show had taken place for a very long time before they added the fourth wife. Mm -hmm. No, she was added in the first season. And then 16 seasons later. And it was like watching the, there, there were some really good parts of it, right? In terms of like family values and things like that, because I, I really do 
that's the aspect I really enjoy about the show. But it was like watching uh, a polygamist family or not even not family, but marriage fall apart. Okay. And it, it was just the longest train crash. Do you know what I mean? Like people just kept watching to see, is this going to be it? Is this going to be it? And it took 17 seasons. And now there's only one man, one woman. <laughs> it is no longer. I mean, I guess in theory, if you're still looking for other wives, you're still a polygamist couple. But there's no other wives. Okay. Yeah. So. Like they're on a hunt for another wife? Like. I I mean, right now, I don't think so. I think right now they're trying to figure out how. Because one of the wives is like a top tier multi-level marketer LuLaRoe seller. No way. Still now today, even after the the LuLaRoe. The the crash of LuLaRoe. And then. um. One of them was always a breadwinner. Like she she was a person who went to work and mm-hmm. the other wives watched her kids. I thought that was the fourth wife. The no. Brunette. No, the fourth wife does nothing. Oh. And she has a nanny, which is like insane because I thought part of the joy of being in a polygamist marriage was that you didn't have to hire a nanny. <laughs> like, she just does TikTok. No, she didn't do any of that. Okay. It's just a joke, Leia. Oh. It's a joke. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't watch. So anyway, the, n- now they're trying to like figure out, do they just cut out the the people that are still married and focus on? It's, it's a polygamous family <laughs> with no husband. It's just yeah. the wives left. No, they all, I think two of the wives went to go live. Um, somewhere close to each other because they're genuinely like best friends uh and then the other one the other one <laughs> could you imagine that like they're they're sitting down to a glass of wine and they're like well last 15 years have been wild huh <laughs> that was wild what a ride i mean that's a pretty long marriage though I mean, yeah, if you think about it and you multiply it by all the women, <laughs> it's not just one wife for 15 years or 16 years or 17 years. Right. It's three wives. That's like three I don't lifetimes. actually watch it anymore. I just kind of read the articles as they come up. <laughs> because now that the divorces have started to happen, uh-huh. it's like constantly in the news or like showing up on tiktok and, and, and worth worth a reminder for everybody leia is a uh, trash watcher i do you, it's always it's in the background I like don't actually... when when you are doing work and and sometimes you're doing stuff that's fairly mindless yeah you have something on in the background yeah it's my white noise you are a uh, um the wives of insert city here aficionado Oh, there's only three cities that matter. It doesn't. I I don't care. I'm not going (laughs) to pick one. I don't care. But like you will have that in the background. I think the only time you you stop doing something and you you pay subtle attention is like when it's the the end episodes. Oh, for the Housewives? Where they have the throwdowns? The Housewives is literally just like 22 episodes so that you know what's going on when they start yelling at each other in the same room. (laughs) With what's his name? Yes, Andy Cohen. 
which is the uh, I, I won't watch anything to do with this. And if I'm incidentally around you, it's amazing. When Andy Cohen, if I see Andy Cohen, I'm like, okay, this is probably actually this is this is crazy the reverse of American Idol. Yeah, it's totally like- the reverse. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't want to see proficient people. I want to see <laughs> sloppy messy, like right now. Andy Cohen is the gay man who made a fortune off of housewives. <laughs> off of women. Yeah. Off of women no, housewives. Off of housewives, exactly. All right. I don't even know why I got on that tangent. Don't know. <laughs> but... Oh, it was uh, it was drawing the correlation between like Utah and Virginia. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly Colorado. <laughs> yes. Okay. People of snow and then people that are snow sometimes. Oh, we it if it snowed in Southern California, it would be over. Oh yeah, everything would like, shut down. I'd be the be only like, one rolling around like what's this white stuff on the ground? Yeah, I, I, it drives me nuts. Like I <laughs> like people when they when I go somewhere else and they're like, Oh, you're from California and you're like, you know, keep all four wheels on the ground, all right, bud? It's like <laughs> We just do not know how to drive on slippery roads, period. Like I do. Rain? Yes. uh, Rain is like very, very rarely slippery, okay? You got to hit like an oil slicked area, right? It's the most dangerous the first 30 30 minutes when it starts raining because all the oil slick lifts up and then you start hydroplaning and killing everybody. But the way that people handle driving in the snow, that is a different set of driving skills okay like sure we do not have that here <laughs> like, we do you just have to go to snow like in big bear where my dad lives they know how to drive in snow that's what they that's what they have more than no, six months out of the year i'm i'm pretty sure that when it snows your dad doesn't leave the house i do i have no problem driving in snow you've seen me do it it's not that big a deal you just go much slower and you put it in four-wheel drive and then, like, you have to get out of your car, and then it's slippery to walk on. It's, it's a lot, man. It's like really treacherous. <laughs> like that, that, that did crack me up when the uh, the cold front hit like Seattle and Washington, and they have like mountains and hills yes. that they built roads on. Yeah, and you're just watching hipsters just slide down. Yeah, they're sitting on their butts to the local coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> Just sliding on ice to get their their coffee. Who knows how they got back up? But they got down. It's an Uber. <laughs> no, some dude in a Prius just spinning the, the wheels. We're still all the talking way up. about Priuses, aren't we? Are, are we taking that Prius venom and putting it towards Tesla owners now? <laughs> some dude in a Tesla. I did. Uh, I did get a couple of Teslas with a with a. I'm sorry. I did get a couple of Ubers to the airport uh-huh. in a tesla yeah i've only had like one or two yeah. most of them are still prius really yeah because they oh, get because they get way the, more because of the gas yeah they get way more miles per gallon without having to stop to charge yeah yeah, yeah. i guess that's true all right well kevin continues i finally passed my extra in november and now applied for ve Congratulations, Congratulations, Kevin. I just received my certificate from the ARRL yesterday. Well, that's two because he got his VE, right? That's right. That counts. In between, I built a couple of Pi Stars, one for home base and the other for mobile use. I also built an APRS iGate using a Pi and a Baofeng BF 
F8HP to provide some coverage for the area. I plan on converting it to an SDR dongle so I don't have to keep the bow thing on the charger all the time. Bow thing. <laughs> Loving the FT5 DHT. Chatting worldwide while driving is nice. Indeed. This year, I plan on becoming conversant in CW. It will be interesting for this dys- dyslexic. Oh. Just remember, us dyslexics have more fnu. 73, Kevin. <laughs> WA4KBM. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Congratulations again. Fantastic. The next email is titled Proper Windlink Documentation for Mac Users. Uh oh. Hi, Josh. Uh, fine. That's cool. I'll just read it. <laughs> Hello. I've been searching for a high level Windlink manual for Mac users, and I'm hoping you can point me in the right direction. But if not, I'd be willing to write it myself if I can find content experts to bounce ideas off of and answer high-level questions. I'm a retired software developer, systems analyst, database admin, quality assurance lead, course developer, and tech manual author. So I have no doubt I can do a proper job. Lee, are you looking for a job? (laughs) (laughs) Lee, do you have your TSSEI? Yeah. Did you contact me at this email? Uh, so here's here's your problem. Um, the first is uh, WinLink Express, which is the Windows version of the application, does not exist for Mac OS. There isn't a Mac OS WinLink application. Mm, see, so opportunity. If, if your if your guide is uh, run a knocking. Uh, <laughs> If your guide is run a parallels port on your Mac computer that is Windows that you run WinLink off of, like, okay, yeah, tell people how to do that. Uh, unless I'm wrong, there's no WinLink for Mac. And, and this would be a uh, this would be a uh, quick video if this came up, you know. All right. Well, Lee continues, I want to create a document that explains the configuration options before even buying the hardware, which describes my current situation. Please let me know if you and or any of the other YouTube Winlink gurus would be willing to act as content uh, content experts. 73 Lee. All right. So I am uh, I'm I'm on the Winlink page and this was submitted by K6 ETA on Wednesday. 2021 this is june 16th and apparently so i've rewritten and tested the instructions and can reliably get winlink express and the latest version of vara and rdop working on an i386 cpu using linux and mac os and he has some instructions if you search for mac os and winlink you will find it I don't know what he's doing. He's running Catalina, though. This is an old... uh... Oh, he's running on Ruby. Okay. Oh, he's... Okay, he's running it on Wine. Wine is a uh, a simulation-type application for setting up software to run. So it's a... Parallels is the wrong term. It, it's a simulation application. So it's it's simulating as though it is a Windows environment for you to run off of. Uh, that won't work on the M1 processors, but you can look that up, and maybe that'll give you a point of starting if you'd like to 
build upon that. So there you go. I generally will use the Jankoponymous. <laughs> I'll use the $50 laptop or now the $150 laptop, uh, the gateway to do Winlink because it's I find it's just easier to have a separate laptop that just does the thing and get on with my life. All right. Well, Lee, it uh, hope that helped, but also sounds like you can help. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Maybe. Great. And I think the question was, would you be willing to act as a contact a content expert? And you'll have to contact Josh directly. For yeah, that. you can you can hit me up at josh at hamtactical.com. And that goes for everybody. Just know that if you send me an email there, it likely won't end up on the podcast. That's more for you to go directly to me. Yeah. All right. The next email is titled Grounding for the IC7300. And oh. this comes from Justin. Love the Good morning, guys. I am relatively new to ham radio and getting my IC7300 set up in my garage. I got curious about grounding. Mm -hmm. I have a degree in natural resources, which is obviously not at all related to radio. I was just going to say how to work. <laughs> So I'm cutting my teeth with a lot of new concepts right now. Okay. If the IC7300 is plugged into an MFJ power source and that is plugged into a surge protector power strip and the 7300 having built in fuses to the power cable, is grounding absolutely necessary? I have a grounding rod and copper braided wire being sent to me as I write this, so I'm definitely going to ground everything. Mm -hmm. But I got curious about the little nuances of the setup. Thank sure. you both so much, Justin. So if you, if you think about your power supply, your power supply is a is an AC convert. It, it converts AC to DC to power your radio. And yes, it's true. There is AC safety ground that connects to that power supply. With that said, your radio and all the connected devices, even to the point of your computer, need to be at the ground potential of your AC service panel. Your AC service panel likely has a ground rod that is closely adjacent to it. So while I uh, congratulate you on getting a ground rod and strap, definitely strap for high surface area that will connect to the devices, you need to bond the different ground rods to that AC service ground, which is where the ground potential of all the other devices in your home all go. The idea here is that you are trying to create a uniform environment where the ground potential of all the devices is the same. So what happens likely is where you're thinking about dropping your shack ground rod may not be in close proximity to the AC power the source, basically your service line, ground rod. And if it's not, you may need to drop a couple of other rods and bond them appropriately to get them all back to that AC service ground. All right. I made a video on this. Uh, so did Ham Radio TV that talks about the NEC code. I did another video with Ward Silver talking about grounding, and I've done multiple videos on grounding and my trials and tribulations of getting to. Is silver good for grounding? Silver's great for grounding. It's a great name then. It is. <laughs> Ward Silver. What a oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, it is, it is a, a challenge that, that a lot of people go to or go through. And you're going to, I don't want to belabor this point, but the biggest thing is that you want to make sure that your 
antenna has a good lightning ground. And that's usually done in the form of spark arresters at the coax feed point somewhere before it enters into your shack. Good lightning ground is paramount because obviously lightning very bad for electronics. The second is in your shack, if you're getting a lot of RFI, it may be advantageous to bring your shack ground to the ground potential of the rest of the stuff in your home. And that's where you want to get it back to that ground rod that your AC service is providing. Also, that just expands the capability of your AC safety ground by bonding all of the grounding rods together. That was a very quick way of me going through what is a very uh, complicated subject where many hams disagree a lot. So this is one of those areas where I highly recommend you read a lot, but before you make a decision to take something on faith, you understand what they're saying. Faith is usually the concept of I believe something without evidence. You want to have evidence or understanding before you make a decision on how you ground your station. That's what I told you is how I grounded my station is to get all of my ground connections back to that AC service ground, which I find is the most important thing to do. All right. Well, Justin, hope that helped. The next email is titled Winterfield Day Questions, Thoughts and Advice. You can pick this one over. Oh, it's fine. And this is from Alex uh, from Alaska. Hey, ham fam, looking for a bit of guidance. I've not done a winter field day yet and wanted to give it a go. My dilemma is that I have not seen anything about it with my club and reached out to a local group asking if anyone was doing anything or getting together and no mm -hmm. response. I looked through the latest edition of the rules and it seems straightforward, it almost is. like a POTA. I'm hooked on POTA thanks to K-Murder. So my question is, do you think it'd be smart to post a place and time that I will set up with my piddly equipment and if anyone wants to show up, they can come hang out and try to make some contacts and we can bumble through learning how to do it together? Yes. If so, and some technicians come, they can operate using my radio and my call from what I've gathered. But what if I set up two radios, one QRP and one at 20 watt on different bands, antennas and such? Can we both still use my call at the same time as long as they are right nearby so I could still be the control operator? And can they play on HF? So I'll answer the first question first. Can they both use your call sign if you're in close proximity and can act as the control operator in either situation? I believe the answer is yes. Okay. That's the, the short answer. And I'm sure we'll get corrections if I'm not right. But I, I believe that's correct. Are you saying that for field day you could then set up a bunch of techs on multiple radios mm -hmm. in a line and farm your points like that? Well, so you're actually strengthening my confidence in what I just said, because when we do field day, we largely use a club call sign. Mm. And that club call sign can go for the club highest level of who the um, the, the ham is that mm -hmm. holds, that carries that license, holds it for the club. You, you operate at their privileges when you operate with that club call sign, okay. so long as there's someone that is of extra or general. Alex might just win this field day. So yes, then now I'm even more confident in saying that, yeah, you're, you're probably fine. Now, 
my goal with field day is always to challenge yourself to be as feature and operating rich as possible. So it's true. You can just go out there and make single sideband contacts, right? And make a lot of them, get lots of points. That'd be great. But if you also do like challenge yourself to do, I'm going to do a contact on WinLink and a contact on JSA call. And I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to make a contact on CW. If you, if you have the features in your radio and you challenge yourself to use them, that's the point of winter field day. Winter field day is even more emergency communication focused than uh, the summer field day that the ARRL does. So you should challenge yourself to try and operate in all the modes available to you. So all of them. Now, FT8, not legal for winter field day. All right. So consider that. Well, Alex signs off. I appreciate any info and hope I made the cut for emails. Congratulations, you did. And ham did. content. Thank you for being such an awesome digital Elmer to all of those pandemic, all of us pandemic hams who never got to hang out in a clubhouse for the fellowship or meet in person. Alex from Alaska. Yeah, listen, listen here, person in Alaska. Let me tell you all about Winter Field Day from sunny <laughs> California. All right. The next email is titled Antenna Questions and Notes from an Expat. Oh. And this is from Edward. Hey, Leia and Josh. Hope you had a great Christmas and New Year's. I got a few ham toys. It was great. Hope you had great holidays, too. Can I do the... Sure. I've got a new radio. <laughs> Trying out the new... I'm going to burn that button out. GD88 handheld the so goddamn far. 88. <laughs> it's a GD88. So far, it's doing well, although it still feels a bit buggy and a little bit of a learning curve. I also got a pair of egg beaters for me to start playing oh, with satellite transponders. Antenna question. The okay. egg beaters are secondhand and the fiberglass is a little frail. What would you recommend to you to protect the fiberglass from the weather? I've been thinking about using boat paint. Anything I should look out for to avoid issues with RF? Well, if it's a lot of damage, you might want to consider Flex Seal. Really? I mean, yeah. Cool. Boat paint would be fine, but um, if it were me, I'd probably just hit it with Flex Seal. <laughs> if it's if it's structurally sound, right? Yeah. Like, eh. Okay. You know, who cares? You, you want UV resistance, so marine paint's going to be better. Notes from an expat. As mentioned previously, I moved to the USA from the UK about 10 years ago. Okay. The UK has a lot of different dialects and cultures, so my comments really only apply where I grew up and lived. For example, driving about 10 to 20 minutes from the town I grew up on, I was lost trying to understand some of the country accents. Last week, you mentioned the TV licensing in UK. I also wanted to mention a few points about the TV license. Today, it looks like they are currently... 159 pounds, which is $194 per year. Not cheap. 159 a year, Leia. Yeah. That's what that's what's keeping your favorite shows from going in hiatus. Wow. There is a reduced price if you only have black and white receiver. What? <laughs> you know, as one does. You might also say, what if you're disabled? Don't worry. They have you covered with 50% off for anyone blind. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> you also need a license to access the BBC online streaming services. But note, BBC does not have advertisements. And so many okay. shows they broadcast are just short of 30 minutes or an hour, unlike other channels that are more like 20 or 40 minutes long. That makes sense because of Downton Abbey. I was like, what kind of weird length TV show is this? You didn't need to make room for commercials. What kind of British-ass TV show is this? <laughs> As a teenager, I used to work in a grocery store called Sainsbury. When I worked the electrical department, we had to fill out paperwork for anyone buying any device that was capable of receiving television transmissions. Oh, my gosh. They could track them. It was a way to let the licensing agency know that you just bought something that might need you to have a current TV license. Oh so the license goodness. is per TV. Right. I so don't like know. in your like it might have started that way when there's like who would have more than one TV in a home. But now it's probably like household, I'm guessing. But if you have to do a license, no, that doesn't work because you're not going to pay 150 pounds a year per television in your home. That's crazy. But what would stop someone then from buying a television saying it's in this house and then like putting in someone else's house that doesn't have a license? Because it's they're not connected to the Internet. They're just TVs. I know. That's what I'm saying. So you'd have to license every single TV. No, no. Or no. you're, or you I'm have saying, somebody that claims they have the like day, ten TVs in their house. Could I have? Could I be wearing any more TVs? <laughs> but actually, those TVs are in other people's houses. No, 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 no. Like no. you're a TV fence. Like I'm a. Like I. I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go down to Sainsbury. I already have my license. I'm gonna buy all the TVs. Yeah. And then you buy them out of the boot of my car. That's why my, I think you buy them out every of the boot TV of my is probably licensed. Uh, no, no way. No way. No way. Well, 150 well, you know pounds? What? Fact check us, Edward. Come on. Edward, you did not know the, the beehive you kicked on this one. There's well, no way. Well, we pay more than, like, people who have cable pay more than that. People who pay for streaming pay more But you don't that. pay individually. It's your household. You pay for the entire household. I mean, Netflix, yeah, sure, Netflix comes at you. It's like, all these kids that are streaming on your accounts, so it's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, as a college student, I had to have my own license for my dorm room to have a TV. See? Just a dorm room, so it's not for the whole building. I, okay. As it is very oh, rare for it's like it's anyone shares a room that thousands of people needing their own license in our accommodation hall alone. Really cheeky, in my opinion. And they used to have TV advertisements at the start of the school year really to remind students and parents that this is a thing. I think this email is long enough. I really enjoy the podcast in both new and old formats. So thank you so much. Let me know if you wanted me to chime in once in a while on other British and American differences. I love British American differences. Yeah, well, you're going to have to come back and tell us about that. I love it. Like, you have to have a license per TV. That would be crazy. Yeah. But I will leave you with this one phrase. To bum something, a phrase that my wife says exists here in the USA. Is to take or borrow. Example is to bum a drink from a friend, as in to ask your friend if they can give you a drink. Yes. Well, it wasn't uncommon where I grew up for people to ask their friends if, if they, they can give a them fag. a cigarette. Yeah. Or, as it was more precisely phrased, you got a spare fag I could bum. Mm-hmm. This is one of Josh's favorite stories about favorite visitors stories. from Britain. Mm -hmm. 73, cheers, Edward. There's a large number 
of uh, QTH, ham, DMR, GMRs. I'm just going to go with your ham call, K-U-3-R-R-Y slash A-E-A-R-R-L-E. Thank you so much for clarifying that, Edward. Yes. I am fascinated. Yeah, we don't mean that in a derogatory way. Literally, they refer to cigarettes as fags. Yes. All right. Well, the next email titled Negotiations. Oh, okay. We're negotiating. And now. this is from Stefan? Stefan Urkel. Yeah. Listening to the podcast section on negotiations, there is an excellent book by Chris Voss, a former FBI hostage negotiation negotiator called Never Split the Difference. Really good book worth checking out. I have seen this book and has been suggested to me so many times on like various platforms and i'm just like never split the difference i get it you have what, reminded what you me to be an Im- immovable wall what is, what, is not, what do you mean like not split the difference what do you, what does that mean to you like in negotiations mm-hmm. you shouldn't split the difference like if somebody's starting at 100 and you're starting at 10 mm-hmm. don't end up like you both splitting the make it 50 night, 50 or like whatever. it wouldn't be like what well if, you, if your difference is 90 taking the 90 and splitting it for right exactly so don't split it at like 55 or whatever yeah. I, I i don't know it i i feel like that if if, if you make that your tagline like this is your tagline as mm-hmm. the as this person the hostage negotiator mm-hmm that seems so rigid. It seems so no, rigid. Now it is my mantra. Yeah. Just okay. <laughs> Great. Thank you for the book suggestion. And that's uh, 73's KM3AGN. Yes. And now it's time. Okay. It's the final email. Because in negotiations, you see, you need to consider all the options. Mm-hmm. Every negotiation is like a unique little flower. Some things don't really matter. Nothing really matters. This email is titled Podcast. Okay. And this is from Al. Hi, Josh and Leah. I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. I found you guys and the HRC while looking for an audio book for the extra class license. Love everything about the podcast. That's so nice. If If you're listening to this... Thinking it's an audiobook? That's fantastic. <laughs> We've achieved something here. Started Somebody my... wrote down this maniacs, <laughs> two maniacs discussion. <laughs> We're, yeah, this is a script. We're reading it line by line. Started my ham radio trip in 2018 when I was laid up with a broken foot. Now I am an extra and VE. What? That's a twofer. Well, congratulations. congratulations on your many ham accomplishments. Ham accomplishments. <laughs> Thanks again, 73-AL-W-3-H-D-G. <laughs> Thank a you ham, so much. Ham accomplishments. Ham accomplishments. A calm, a calm ham Ham-complishments. Ham-complishments. I mean, that's the, the easy way. You got to put it in there. Get the ham right in the middle. Oh, you don't want it to be smooth or anything. No. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> of course not. All right. Well, thank everybody for listening. <laughs> I want it to be like an American trying to pronounce a Vietnamese word for the first time. <laughs>
And that's all for us, 73. Okay, Play guys, out. we're playing it out. Leia, we're sick, still sick. We're going to bed. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Play that beautiful Korean transmit transit music. Seventy-three, everybody. Seventy-three.